This is episode number 31 of the Homeowner Show. Whether you're DIY or looking to hire, we're here to help you find the best information and options for you and your home. My name is Kevin Hackett, and here with me is Craig Williams. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Homeowner Show. We are excited that you could join us today. It is a good day to be on the Homeowner Show. How you doing, Kev? Man, I'm doing good. How are you? Man, I'm doing all right. Just all right, huh? Yeah. Nothing. Do you get nothing? That's what we're gonna go with today. Just no, I got, eh. I got, I got something, but like it's, it's just, it's just making me angry. Okay. Well, yeah. I can, can I, can I vent to... on the audience? Well, you can. Yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah. So if if you go, if you go to our uh, social media page, you'll be able to find a picture of uh, my wife standing underneath the tree. I had one of my swarm, one, one of my hives swarm. Uh, day before yesterday, which for those of you that don't know, when a hive swings that like, tons of bees exit the hive and form a ball around a new queen uh, as they leave your property. And I, these particular bees decided to taunt me um, by going 45 feet up a tree right next to my hive and just sitting there and staring at me. Huh. So I spent like a day and a half trying to figure out how to go up this stinking tree <laughs> and get them. Did you try to climb it? I did. Oh, how <laughs> far did you get? Not very far. <laughs> <laughs> Tarzan, I am not. <laughs> uh, I, I'm not ashamed to mint admit that i got scared <laughs> somehow you're closer to phil collins than you are to his hands <laughs> yeah definitely um so anyway I, so i finally figured out a way to get these bees down okay and which required a trip to the big box hardware store oh you and, rented you rented a, a cherry picker right no um oh. <laughs> so my my ingenious plan so i like I, I, I called some bee professionals and I got all sorts of fun advice. Um, my favorite, by the way, was why don't you shoot them down? Shoot them? Yeah, shoot them. Like shoot them down. Like, like shoot the very top of the hive and let it fall. <laughs> yes. That sounds like a terrible idea. And I have fun with you too because you can go find this. What? Yes. People do this all the time. Like they shoot hives down out of like when they're too high people just shoot them down well then they're gonna fall and break yeah and go everywhere uh, how are you gonna read okay i don't know much about bees but i feel like this is a bad idea <laughs> <laughs> could be a fun idea maybe <laughs> well depending on what your idea fun is idea i mean but sure i didn't do it so but it okay. was an interesting so what did it you was do? recommended to me as the redneck solution well so, so you're suggesting that what you did wasn't the redneck solution. <laughs> no. It was it's close. I mean, it was like okay. a, it was like a cousin of the redneck. Okay. <laughs> so, no, I I mean, where, where I ended up was I attached a five gallon bucket to some a ten feet ten feet puss, piece piece of conduit. Oh my! And. So I was like, well, it's thick enough conduit so I can stack the conduit. And so I had 30 feet of conduit. Okay. Because it was 40 feet up in the air. Okay. 45 feet up in the air. And it didn't like, like bend all the way over? It wouldn't bend like spaghetti, basically. Okay. And so that wasn't quite long enough, but I couldn't hold 40 feet of conduit. 
So <laughs> you tried. <laughs> I admit nothing. Um, so I needed to get up a little bit higher and I had a 12 foot ladder and the 12 foot ladder wasn't quite high enough. So I was going to put the 12 foot ladder in the back of my pickup truck and hold the 30 foot piece of conduit and then put the bucket over the swarm and this then hit safe. the branch and then knock the hive or the swarm into the five gallon bucket, bring it down piece by piece and then put them back into a, into a hive box. That, that sounds like a terrible idea. Let me hear your idea. <laughs> my, my favorite part was the part where you're going to put the ladder, the 12 foot ladder, not just the, you know, the 12 foot ladder in the back of your pickup <laughs> and, then, and then go up this thing. Yes. Was it an A-frame? Yes. Ladder? Yeah. Okay. Well, that, that, that's at least a little bit more stable. I'm not saying it was like a, like the best idea or like the I'll safest idea. I'll tell you what my idea, idea is. Uh-huh. My idea... Yeah, that's all I got. I don't have an idea, <laughs> but this sounds like okay. So, so you 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 got started. You did this, and it and literally it took me like twenty hours to get to like this point. I mean, like <laughs> you've put a lot, you've invested a lot here. Yes, and and so like I finally get like, and I, let me tell you, like honestly, the hardest part was getting the bucket attached to the conduit. Okay, that was the hardest. Duct tape. No. Oh. Um, that's not how I did it. Oh. I, I saw some other guys do it that way. I just, <laughs> I, I was trying to move faster because I didn't have time to like wrap tape around all this stuff. Okay. So yeah, it, yeah. So anyway, by the time I got the bucket attached to the conduit, I got out there with all my materials, my bee suit and all this stuff. Like they, they'd left. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so you're telling me they just left. They, they're gone. They're gone. Yeah. Oh, and like there's there's wow. nothing you can do to like sometimes they'll sit there for four days. Sometimes they'll sit there for an hour. There's no predicting it whatsoever. But 20, 20 and a half hours was too long. Yes. <laughs> yes. It, like, well, and like what happened was is like it had been it'd been hanging out in like in the 40s and the 50 degrees. I don't know why they swarmed. They typically don't do it when it's that cool. But they got up there and they got cold. And yeah. so they, they were just holding on, just waiting for it to get warmer. Well, that afternoon, it peaked up to like 65 degrees, and they started feeling good, I guess, and they just flew off. Out. Yeah. I feel like Julie from our beekeeping episode is just laughing at you right now. I called Julie, and she did <laughs> laugh at me. <laughs> <laughs> well... I guess and live she's, and learn. She is she is like a swarm gladiator. Okay. She will like she gets aggressive with the swarm. She'll okay. go she'll go get one down and like because it's free bees. Sure. I told I told my wife, I mean, like if there was a five hundred dollar bill up in the tree when you climb up there and get it, and she's like, Yeah, but that five hundred dollar bill wouldn't sting me. <laughs> Pro- well, probably. <sighs> but these were your bees that you paid five hundred dollars. Yes. This isn't a free five hundred dollars. This is a five hundred dollars that you're well, losing. Let, let, let me be clear. I did not pay five hundred dollars for these bees, but they're like, worth five hundred. They're worth five hundred because I reared them for like two years, and they're like your babies. Yes, they're in their terrible twos right now. No, they're like a freaking teenager that's oh. disrespectful and not <laughs> listening to me. <laughs> I'd punch uh, them all on their collective face if they were here right now. Oh man, that would be that would be fun to watch. Well, um so, so that happened. So do we need to just cancel the episode for night and stop and just put you into mourning? No, it's just gonna have a tinge of anger. Okay. Just I'm to, fine. I'm fine with you angry. Like, like angry a, Craig is better than 
other Craig's. It's like a dash. <laughs> just a dash. Just a little spice. Okay. A little spicy. Yeah. You can be a little, a little spicy tonight. A little uh, pepper on the pizza. Okay. It's fine. That's fine. So, so lovable. Man, I don't have anything to top that. <laughs> <laughs> My day's been peachy, apparently. <laughs> oh. Well, I will say the it, the only thing that's made me angry mm. is that we're still not getting our video out. <laughs> because, well, long story short, I'm going to have to get a new computer. Yeah, Kevin has literally had to poach his computer on the internet yeah. in order to get these videos out to you guys. I'm, I'll do whatever for our listeners. <laughs> I'll do just about anything. <laughs> and apparently buy a new MacBook is the, yeah, the that's, option. That's that's what it, Kevin's. That's how much Kevin loves you guys. New MacBook. Yeah. So, those things are not cheap. So and all all of that just to bring you our ugly mugs. That's right. It's worth every moment because you demit. <laughs> well, I will say that all that being said, I will say uh, thank you to our listeners because we are continuing to uh, to get a good, uh, good bit of downloads. So share share this episode, share other episodes uh, with your friends. And uh, man, we, we just really appreciate it. We'd love for you to go on and, and give us a rating or a review. Uh, that would be really helpful for us. Yeah. Subscribe. Hit the like button on Facebook book the uh follow what is it on instagram what is that like follow? follow yeah yeah you follow follow on twitter yes follow yeah follow all the things yes like us on facebook that would be great yeah yeah fantastic even yeah click the little subscribe button on itunes or google podcast or stitcher whatever it is there so that automatically downloads that way you'll never miss an episode so you have you haven't been pushing the uh the the non-gmo pocket they whatever. stopped paying me they stopped <laughs> the deck stopped rolling in well I, maybe i just realized they were never paying me <laughs> so it was it was yeah. delusion just yeah. pure delusion all right and then i realized that their initials were pc and i was done <laughs> <laughs> and that wasn't on accident no apparently they not. knew full well what they were doing yes, they did man i still use them <laughs> It's a freaking good app. <laughs> uh, you you have like Stockholm syndrome with these guys. I know. What am I gonna do? Oh man, I don't know. So what we have a we have a really cool episode for you guys tonight. We so tonight's guest is is my buddy Jordan, and we have been buddies for a long time. Okay, is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he he concedes the fact that we are we are mutually friends. Man, the fact that he admits that that <laughs> says know, a lot about you, it's Jordan. A bold statement. Yeah. So I will but, be associated with you <laughs> in public. In public. <laughs> wow. <laughs> We're getting real. Yeah, that's right. So no, we we we, we have we, we've been friends for a long time. I, I I actually haven't tallied the numbers, but you're you're more of a numbers guy, so you you might be able to 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 tell everybody how long it's been. It's it's been a long time. Um, but Jordan is a uh, is a programmer for a very uh, rather large corporation. Uh, okay, that shall remain unnamed uh, at this time. Um, but he he comes in uh, to the studio tonight because uh, he has been doing some cool. He's been doing some cool experimentations with his home um, that we thought that you guys would really, really get a kick out of and learning about. And he has some really cool resources for homeowners that we're going to share with you guys later on. Um, but let's just let's go ahead and bring Jordan on. Jordan, how you doing, man? Doing good. How do y'all? Wonderful. Well, that's not true. 
We just heard how you're doing, Greg. Stop. <laughs> I'm, I'm now. Yeah, I've, I've got, I've got you, show facade. You, I, don't have, I don't have any bees at my house. <laughs> Craig's demeanor has just changed, y'all, and now he's ready for the podcast. That's right. I'm. I'm welcome. <laughs> Glad to have you here, Craig. Um. Partly here. <laughs> yeah, Jordan. So uh, tell us a little bit about you and, um, you know, your background a little bit, because uh, we're going to be talking about something tonight that that I think uh, a lot of people would be a little bit freaked out to get started in. And it makes it sound like Kevin's a little suspicious of you. you. Oh, <laughs> well, I mean, it's funny. <laughs> Who because are you? Where do you come from? Exactly. <laughs> I need to Is know. This a PG audience, apparently. <laughs> Yeah, so because I think at the end of the day, what we're going to talk about tonight is uh, probably not rocket science, but for a lot of people who feel like they're not technologically savvy, this might feel like rocket science to them. So anyway, tell us a little bit about you and your background. That way we kind of have an understanding of you. Sure. So um, like Craig said, we've been friends a long time. I moved down here initially in 2006. That's when we were first together yeah been friends a long time Uh, i went to texas tech university got my computer science degree there go tech go tech are they still playing basketball right now? they are gonna continue playing basketball all the way through monday because (laughs) they're about to take michigan state down wreck them tech let's go big red the mask marauder is coming through the basketball court. I don't understand how they can play basketball when they don't have any trees taller than like three feet. You know what? All the haters. <laughs> that's fine. We got plenty of concrete. <laughs> that's fine. I, I heard that Texas was also playing in the championship. Uh, but, you know. Texas is? The NIT. <laughs> What's so congratulations, people. What's the... I, I, I'm, I'm completely The dumb. NIT, that's the not in tournament. The not in... <laughs> the not in tournament the tournament. grand champions is that the <laughs> well we really derailed thank you for starting yeah, if you don't right. people apparently probably didn't know that i'm a big tech fan so okay that that probably turns a lot of people off for me and that's fine um Turn- this is our one moment of glory right now and we're going to ride it as <laughs> long right. as we can Absolutely. yeah because you guys aren't aren't celebrating the kingsbury train anymore right well Okay, no. Um, Sadly, there, no. There, end up there was a now dark that cloud that just came through the studio, y'all. So we're, we're, well, he he will forever be an infamy at Texas Tech. Nobody has ever thrown more touchdown passes in the history of college football than Cliff Kingsbury. So it's 98, by the way, 98 mm-hmm. touchdown passes. But that's okay. Uh, Justin, that is uh, Jordan. Sorry, I just called you Justin. Yeah. Jordan, that is not why you're here. So let's get back on track for a moment. Graduated from Texas Tech Don't University. Don't hold it against That's him. Right. He's all thrown off by the Kingsbury yeah, comment. <laughs> Me too. Sadly, he was there. He graduated the year before I got there. Oh, okay. Uh, just so I got to see everyone him. else. I didn't get to see him. Man, he's so pretty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway. All right. <laughs> so yeah, I got my computer science degree and I'm a professional programmer. So I write, um, I write software in a whole lot of different languages with different technologies at work. I'm currently the close title would probably be cloud solution architect. My job is to help move applications and put them in the cloud. So I figure out how to redesign them and what, what should we do to modernize them? Okay. Cool. But for fun at home, because <laughs> I'm a nerd, 
<laughs> I still like to do programming at home and the programming at home is a lot lower pressure and it's a lot easier and I can just kind of piddle with it and play with it and work on it for a few hours, then ignore it for a week and then come back and look at it. Okay. But you've decided to do something pretty unique uh, with your home that, um, you know, honestly, it's, it's really interesting in our, in our, in our podcast history, which, you know, a little over six months at this point, um, we've talked a lot about smart devices and you've taken that to a whole new level. Uh, so tell us, tell us a little bit, a little bit about that. Sure. So obviously internet of things, devices and smart home devices are really hot right now. But the trick is all big companies want you to buy into their ecosystem. Apple has their ecosystem, HomeKit, um, Lowe's had their system, Iris, and there's other companies that are trying to make up their own ecosystem of devices and get you to kind of stay within their ecosystem and everything just works. The trouble is, as we've seen, if those companies decide it's not really profitable anymore, they kind of give up on it and let it go. Case in point, Lowe's with Iris. They spent a lot of money marketing that, building a whole bunch of devices, getting all these partners, pushing it in their stores. Yeah. And now they shut it all down and they're offering people $50 credits. To oh, really? They're offering credit. them for the crap, the stuff that all, or pardon me, for all their <laughs> devices that are, yeah, I know, friendly, friendly show, for all their devices that are no longer usable because they don't support it anymore. Wow. So, so you, you can take, you can bring those devices back in. They'll give you credit for Something it. Something like that. Yeah. That's crazy. I remember those, those are like end cap things oh, that yeah. they were done. Yeah. Yeah. The stores was crazy about it. They were really pushing it. Man. Yeah, they set up a whole like little mini yep. home looking thing. And right. all of a sudden they're bricks. Right. So what I've tried to do with mine is kind of choose devices and choose protocols and choose systems that are more or less vendor agnostic. That way they, you can plug and play kind of any device you want but you're not so tied to any one vendor that if that vendor decides they don't want to do it anymore, your stuff still works and you can still keep going. Okay. So you can, so like if they decided they, the company that makes my smart lock doesn't want to do it anymore. Okay. My te- my smart lock will technically keep working even if their app stops working. Oh, but see. even if it didn't, I could throw that lock away and put another one in and the rest of my home automation stuff keeps working. I just get a different lock. Yeah, that's real interesting because, you know, one of the things that we've talked a lot about, especially, I mean, just, you know, four or five episodes ago, we had our smart locks uh, episode and we were talking about the Schlage Sense and they have a, a proprietary app that basically runs that. And then it's also connected to HomeKit uh, with Apple. And so you're saying that if, if if support completely goes away from the Schlage Sense with their app, you could still make it work. Schlage specifically, it depends on what kind of technology they've put in it. Okay. What kind of protocols they're supporting. Okay. So, but so this is really important because you know um, there are options out there that whether you use the Schlage sense or um, you're using the August right. you, you told me earlier mm-hmm. um, that it matters based on what you're specifically trying to do. Right. So when you kind of want to come up with your home automation system and try to figure out what you want to do, you kind of have to decide what protocols and what ecosystem you want to live in. If you want to do all home stuff, that's great. If you want to do all Alexa stuff, that's great too, but you've got to pick one and kind of standardize around that. Mm-hmm. And you kind of want to make sure you pick one that has a broad support for a lot of different devices. The problem with HomeKit stuff is it's very expensive to get licensed by Apple. Mm. And that's why there's not a lot of them because you have to go through their licensing process and so on. That's why nobody supports lightning connectors except Apple. 
you don't see a lightning connector on any Android phone. Right. Because it costs a lot of money to get the license from Apple to use lightning. That's interesting. I have noticed that since because I have kind of bought into the Apple ecosystem, I've noticed that the available items in the Apple ecosystem is just a lot smaller. Now, I've also uh, I, I will say this. I've also found that those are good items. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Apple has extremely high standards and has very tight limits on what you can do. Because they want to build a walled garden that you're happy in. And that's what Apple has always sold. Sure. Is if you buy into their ecosystem, everything just works. Sure. Mm. So it's more work if you don't. Yeah. But there's benefits to it. But at the same time, it used to be a bigger risk to gamble on Apple. Now Mm. it's not such a big risk. They're kind of important now. Yeah, they are kind (laughs) of important now. Okay, so... So getting away from HomeKit, because mm-hmm. what you're talking about is not HomeKit specific. Mm-hmm. Um, talk to us a little bit about what that what, what you have done to your home. And then we'll kind of get into the back door of how you've made that happen. Sure. So kind of the again, you got to pick which ecosystem you want to live in. So since I wanted it would support a lot of different protocols, a lot of different devices and wasn't tied to any one vendor, there is a open source project called Home Assistant. And so this is a controller that can control all of your different devices and lets you set up automations and can control any device, no matter who makes it, theoretically. Now, obviously, somebody has to build the integration between whatever device you want and Home Assistant. But there's lots of people that like to do it, and there is a little bit of industry support for doing it. And um, people just do it kind of on the side for fun or if because they want a certain device to work. They will help build a system that can do it. Mm. You said open source. So Home Assistant is a piece of software or is it? Okay. So So Home Assistant is a piece of software. You have to have a device to run it on. Okay. Typically it runs on what's called a Raspberry Pi. Okay. Which is a very simple, small, low power server. Okay. That you can run in your house and it uses a couple of dimes of electricity a year. Yeah. But it can run very simple pieces of software forever and not use a lot of power or cost much. A Raspberry Pi costs $35. Yeah, I was going to say, I think I've seen like where they, they're selling these Raspberry Pis as like kits for like kids in elementary school Absolutely. to put together. And that's why I originally got one. My wife got me one just to play with and it had LEDs and diodes and resistors and little wires and I was building like a little thing. You could push a button and it would send an email. It would flash <laughs> a little LED if you'd gotten an email, you know, nothing terribly exciting. But when I found Home Assistant and found that typically people run it on Raspberry Pis. Uh-huh. That's when I got excited about it and decided to make that run my controller. Okay. And, and, and just so people out there know, if you've, if you've ever seen people build like uh, mini arcade systems at their home, uh, maybe even like an old school Nintendo entertainment system, most of those things are running off of a Raspberry Pi, correct? Yep, absolutely. Okay. Because they're really simple. They're low power. You can run anything you want to on them. They have lots of cans, so it's easy to solder stuff to them or just use little uh, wires that you can plug in. Okay. All right. Sounds good. So what have you done to your house? Sure. So I've definitely been just going piecemeal just a little bit at a time. It's kind of hard. It's my wife to let me spend a whole lot of money on this stuff. You know, <laughs> she wants me to, you know, buy diapers and things. <laughs> you know, it's one of those things. Pay the taxes, wow. whatever. Come Is on. It, you so, have a kid though, right? Um, yeah, I have three. Okay. Making sure it wasn't for you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know exactly. Sorry. Fair enough. Fair question. Okay. So what actually happened is my wife's fault. It's her fault we got started on all this. Oh, here we go. Throwing the gauntlet down. My two daughters sleep in the same room because they're inseparable and they want to play with each other. So 
what would happen is they would, we would shut the door and make them go to bed at seven 30, but then they would not want to go to sleep. So they'd turn on the light and play for a while and then they'd go to sleep, but they weren't smart enough to go turn the light off. Mm. So then they sleep terribly and they're grumpy the next day because the lights have been on all yeah, night and sleep. Well. So my wife was having to get up like at 11 or 12 o'clock and go see the babies turn the light off. And if so, she'd go turn it off. And she was complaining saying, God, I hate having to walk up the stairs every night and go check this. Mm. Well, you know, ah, sweetie if you let me spend a little bit of money <laughs> and she, I, that, that's only being slightly facetious but if you let me it, spend a little went, money on it it went down a little bit yeah. baby I can fix that for you exactly <laughs> yeah. so if I spend a little money on this I can make that work so that was kind of my first automation so what I did was I got home assistant and I got two Z-Wave switches and I'll talk about those in a second but two light switches and so I um, turned the breaker off and I replaced the switches in their room with these Z-Wave switches and hooked those into Home Assistant. And I made a little automation that says, if it's after 1030 and the lights are still on, send an alert to my phone and my wife's phone and it'll say, do you want to turn them off or do you just want to ignore it? Mm. And so it's kind of a cool, simple automation. Sure. It only works inside my house and nobody else would ever care, but it worked for us and it was really interesting and I had a lot of fun getting to play with it and learn how to make it work. And your wife didn't have to walk up the stairs anymore. Ding, ding, ding. That's right. Okay. <laughs> so she was very excited about it. So that's, sure. so I've gotten her excited in this more and more over time. So I've done other ones. Like I've got it set up so that, um, one hour before sunset, all the lights outside turn on. And then one hour after sunrise, all the lights turn themselves back off again. Okay. You, you could do the same thing with just, um, uh, sense light sensors. But you got to keep the thing on all the time. And depending on the weather, it may or may not turn on or it may be on all the time. So this lets me kind of control that. And, and, and it's possible that you're even use, using more electricity on some of those sensors than what the Raspberry Pi is sure. oh, yeah. utilizing. So you're saving money Definitely. here, too. That's the idea. Mm -hmm. And then I've got other ones like I, I replaced the outlets in my downstairs that are plugged into all the lamps or the lamps are plugged into the outlets. I replaced all those with Z-Wave outlets. So now I can push one button on my phone and art. I push one by my phone to turn them all off. But the more fun automation was when I pull up in the driveway, the door unlocks and all the downstairs lights turn on. Mm. That way, when I come home and the kids are screaming and yelling and the dogs are barking and I have to get everyone in the house because the mosquitoes are flying into the house. <laughs> I don't have to fool with the lights. I just walk in and all the lights are turned on. It's great. Okay, cool. There's yeah. some fun, simple automations you can do that I found very helpful. So, so that does that automatically. You don't even have to press a button. That's right. Now I have the buttons to do all of those things, okay. but those are kind of the fun automations you can do, which is take advantage of exterior knowledge, like a web service that says it's sunrise or it's sunset or the lock that detected that my phone had gotten close enough to the house. Okay. So you're using other things to make it smarter. Almost. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what are the different applications that you're using to integrate all this stuff? Sure. So Home Assistant more or less is a, a totally self-contained platform. Mm -hmm. So it has extensions and it has modules for every common home automation thing that's out there and every common device. And it also has things that let you easily build those automations I was talking about. And it already has links to a bunch of different web services that people commonly want to use. Like what is the weather or when is it sunrise or sunset or whatever. Okay. The only other ones that I've installed is actually a really fun one uh, called Pie Hole that blocks all the ads in my house. <laughs> that thing is awesome. You all haven't heard of this? No, no. no. This is awesome. 
I've you need heard to of shut your pie hole. <laughs> I've heard that <laughs> more been, than once. No, it's not that. He's he he told that, that one, quite often. But this, the pie hole will change your life at home. So <laughs> everyone hates ads on the internet, and we install things like Adblocker Plus as a plug in to our browser. Yeah. But obviously, the companies can detect when you do that. Mm. And they'll either not load the site or they'll pop up a little window saying, hey, we're ad supported. You need to disable your pop up blocker. Well, nobody's going to do that. <laughs> I know the internet is supported by ads, but I'm not going to support that. I'm going to let dumb people support that <laughs> <laughs> or ignorant people, whatever. So what you can do is <laughs> ignorant in the ways of blocking the, the ads. entire audience. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can cut that part out. I'm sorry. I, I oh, we're to, leaving it in. I need no, to no, shut no, my mouth. Stay. I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's anyway, all about education. That's right. <laughs> I don't want to see any ads inside my home on right. my phone or on my wife's MacBook or on the TV or anywhere else. I don't want to see the ads. So right. I pay for like Hulu's version that doesn't have commercials sure pay for netflix so i don't have to watch ads i don't pay for cable so i don't have to see ads but my internet browsing i don't see any ads either Mm -hmm. but i can't install adblocker plus on everything it doesn't block everything and websites don't like when you do that so instead what you can do is you can install what's this uh, piece of software called the pie hole Mm -hmm. so the way it works is when you go to a website like foxnews.com or msnbc whichever of your political affiliations you happen to believe in (laughs) um the content for that site will come up but it will also issue these other what are called dns queries Mm -hmm. out to the internet and it'll send along information about you like your cookie information or what sites you've been at before or demographic information or all this other stuff to these ad companies like Google and others. And they will serve back an ad that they think is relevant to you based on the demographic information they received. Well, I don't like the privacy violation associated with that. Mm. And I don't like the tracking associated with that. I hate that I go on Amazon and look at something and then I see an ad for it on every website I go to for a week afterwards. Well, if I didn't buy it then, I'm not going to buy it now. But (laughs) so what it does is when you get that content back from the website, the ads come along with it, but they're separate because they came from a separate company, a separate URL. They didn't okay. come from foxnews.com. They mm. didn't come from MSNBC. They came from uh, doubleclick.com, which is Google's ad platform, or okay. actually 185,000 other ones. There's a huge number of these things. So what the pie hole does is every time you issue a query inside your network for a certain website, it will let that query go out. But as soon as it sees all those other queries that match a blacklist of all the bad ad sites... It just uh, kills the query. It prevents it from going out of your network. It's like your browser failed and the query never gets issued. The ad company never sees the request, but all the content from the site goes and pops up. So you can see the whole thing, which you just see like a little blank white rectangle where the ad was supposed to be. Ah, interesting. And it doesn't matter which device you're on inside your house. They all work the same way because they all go through your um, router, which is connected to the Raspberry Pi. And it prevents all those queries from ever leaving your home network. Mm. Huh. So when I look at the stats on the Raspberry Pi, 25% of every single query in my house was supposed to have been an ad. And not a single one ever showed up. So it cut my internet usage way down. So I stay under my data cap limits from Comcast. Uh. And I never see an ad. My kids will never know what an ad is. They will Uh. not be prepared for the real world. (laughs) They will go to college and be like, oh my gosh, I can get a free iPad if I just give out my social security number. This is great. (laughs) I never knew this was available. Exactly. Wow. They're so nice. (laughs) So my kids have no chance, but you know. Wow. That I I had no idea. That's a cool thing you can do on the Raspberry Pi, but you can also do it inside Home Assistant. Huh. Mm. That's cool. Yeah. So that. that was my favorite of the things I've done with the Raspberry Pi is knock all the ads out of my house. Can you, are, are there other things internet related that you can block? Um, 
like that? Are there other things like, like for instance, like let's say you, you want to, you want to limit certain sites or, or whatever, because you've got kids in the home. Right. Can you do that? Are there other Absolutely. options? Oh yeah. Uh, the blacklist and the whitelist are totally user configurable. Oh, so you okay. can, you can totally put in your own or there's other sites that have like a approved list okay. of things they trust. Anything this won't do, it won't block ads that come from the site itself. Okay. Like they can't block YouTube ads. Sure. Because YouTube itself serves the ad. So the content comes from the same URL as the ad. Okay. So there's no way for it to tell this is an ad. This is the actual thing you wanted to see. Okay. But if it comes from these other random sites on the internet that host ads, 185,000 of them, yeah. then it causes all those to go into the pie hole and never come out. But you nice. can get rid of those for like, what is it? Twelve ninety nine a month now or something like that with the for YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, that's possible. So which has some other benefits, too. I mean, like if you pay for that, you can listen without actually watching the video yeah. and all kinds of fun stuff. Yeah, you, well, you can listen. Yeah, you can you can turn the screen off. Right. And still listen on your phone. Right. Exactly. And you can watch the new Karate Kid series, <laughs> which is awesome. Who doesn't want to do that? It's fantastic. <laughs> Season two is fixing to come out, y'all. <laughs> That's funny. Good. Well, this is really this is really interesting stuff. I mean, you're, you're talking about taking basically any smart device um, and connecting it differently than what the, you know, these companies have told us this, you have to connect through HomeKit or through Alexa mm -hmm. or, you know, whatever it is that you're using Iris, for mm -hmm. example. And then, you know, they stop supporting it or maybe they just drop that, that thing, you know, for example, let, let's say that all of a sudden, uh, you know, HomeKit just decides, eh, Schlegsense, I'm done. And they just drop support for it for right. whatever reason. It's not that, Schlage did anything wrong. Um, they just decided I'm done with it. Right. So you're saying that, that your system, the way you, what you have set up here kind of bypasses all of that. That's right. Okay. It also, like we said before, it lets you integrate other data together. Like um, what? So like my automation that turns on all lights when it unlocks the door and turns the downstairs lights on when I come home, that works because when my uh, phone gets close enough to my home network, the MAC address of my phone registers with my router. My router is uh, listening to all the devices on the network. My Raspberry Pi is listening to the router. So it sees, hey, my MAC address has showed up, so it knows I came home. Mm. That also works through my August smart lock. But if August decides to drop that GPS support or they don't want to do it anymore, or they stop making that data available, they keep it internal to themselves, I can still make it work. Wow. That's pretty impressive. That's really impressive. So what other things do you have automated at your house then? So my, the best one I ever did was my pool. So I was going to ask about that because yeah. that was a big game changer for you. Oh yeah, no doubt. So this was your the best. pool. Oh yeah. Like it started filling up whenever you. No, I hadn't got, oh. no, not yet. Okay. I, I hadn't got that yet. far. I'll get there. <laughs> I was joking. I got the, I'll get there. So <laughs> what happened is my pool was installed in 2001. Okay. And the best technology was available in 2001, but none of that's smart home. Yeah, there was no such thing then, except from super, super expensive custom stuff from like Crestron. OK, you yeah. were not going to be able to do that yourself. Right. That's thousands of dollars. So I was kind of getting frustrated that I had to constantly go out there and fool with the pool. And the controller was up on a wall right next to my back door. So if I ever wanted to turn the heat on for the spa or turn the pump off or something, I always had to go downstairs and fool with it. Mm. So I was looking at it and the company that made my pool controller they sell a brand new PCB board 
that lets you control it all from your phone. It's Wi-Fi enabled and it's really slick and snazzy, but it costs $800 to replace and they will not sell it to you as a consumer. You must oh. call approved pool installer oh, who has a license agreement with that company can buy the part and then charge another $800 to install it. So it would have been $1,600 to fix my or to automate my pool. Mm. And I said, no, that. there's no way I'm spending that kind of money. <laughs> New, not a chance. So what I found was people on the internet were really frustrated by this too. So some guy did figure out how to reverse engineer the protocol that the pool uses mm-hmm. to communicate with its own controller. And so what he found was that he could write a little piece of software that would send out the same signals and receive the same signals that the pool controller did that would understand it. So what I had to do was take that software, run it on my Raspberry Pi, and then run a wire from my pool controller up into the ceiling and over to the Raspberry Pi and then buy a little device that converts from that RS-485 twisted pair wire to USB Mm -hmm. and then plug it into the USB port on my Raspberry Pi. And then all those signals start showing up. Huh. And then in the um, Home Assistant... I was able to link that little program that guy wrote with Home Assistant. So now I see my fit, my uh, pool filter and I see the water temperature and the waterfall and all that stuff. And I can turn them all on and off and I see them change and I can see how hot or cold the water is and all that stuff that I should have spent $1,600 to do. But instead I did it for $15. <laughs> 15 bucks? Yeah, on Amazon. You know, they don't let you buy a small spool of wire. <laughs> I only needed like 100 feet, but I had to buy a huge spool. To, I only needed like... 35 feet, but I had to buy a hundred feet of wire. Wow. So I've got all this extra twisted pair of wire. I can't do anything with. I'll come up with something. <laughs> wow. And then this little doohickey that converts from the, art, the twisted pair of wire to USB. A doohickey. Is that like Sorry, a cousin yeah. to the Schnusenbauser? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just wondering. Exactly. Schnusenbauser is a totally oh, different it's, category. It's a whatchamacall okay. It's yeah, <laughs> a whatchamacallit. A what? Oh, okay. So, <laughs> okay. We can sell those too. Yeah, they're the widget family. <laughs> yeah. So that was actually my proudest accomplishment was that pool controller. Not that no it's kidding. the thing I need more than life itself, but because I did it so cheap. Wow. Well, yeah, it's like sticking it to the man. Oh, yeah. I mean... The man happens to Luckily, be. Luckily, like, my pool is so far out of warranty that I can't void the warranty. <laughs> <laughs> so there is that, right? Yeah, you sh- you may be want to careful with this if your stuff is under warranty because I'm 100 percent certain that company doesn't like what I did. Okay, but you know, it, but yeah, no, but at the same them. time, you're going. <laughs> uh, feels really good. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it's all it's the same with all DIY stuff. I mean, you can always pay a professional, sure. and sometimes you absolutely should. Yeah, there is some stuff you should not do yourself or can't do yourself. You're not going to have the right parts. You're not going to have the years of expertise it takes to do it. But for simple stuff, you can do it yourself. I can replace an outlet in my house. Yeah, I don't have to call an electrician to do that. Now, if it's some weird thing like in my bathroom where we had to the uh, GFCI switch kept tripping. I'm not going to fool with that. Sure. No way. And the electrician had to do all kinds of stuff to deal with whatever the guy before him had done. Mm. And I wasn't going to touch that. That guy. That guy. <laughs> but simple. Replace a switch, replace an outlet, replace a toilet, replace the backsplash. That's stuff that I'm comfortable doing. Yeah, yeah but you... I, I hear you saying all of those things. <laughs> and, I, and I don't disagree with all of the things you just said. But you're talking about... 
some spool of wire that you randomly <laughs> bought on Amazon that connected to some USL thing that plugged into the the pie in the hole, and all of a sudden I'm wondering who's on first, and I'm completely now, confused. See, that's the trick. No one's on first. But me. Uh, that's the problem with a lot of. That's why a lot of companies haven't done more than they've done because uh, it has to be very custom to your house and either they have to support it or you're going to have to support it. So, so, so you're just telling me that this works for your house. It's going to be a little bit more difficult for me only because my house is different than your Absolutely. house. Absolutely. So for instance, the smart switches, almost all of them require a neutral wire. And the reason for that is the, um, the wire that's coming from your breaker. One of them is hot all the time and the other one's not. I can't remember if it's the line or the lead. One of those two is always hot. The other one's not. Right. But in order for the Z-Wave antenna to be broadcasting a signal inside that switch, it needs a complete circuit of electricity. Sure. And so the one hot black wire and the neutral wire provide that circuit, but it doesn't provide enough power to actually turn on your light. Mm. So they do now sell switches that don't require a neutral. And so a lot of old houses don't have a neutral. Right. But if you don't have a neutral, you have to know that you don't that need, you need yeah. to get a special kind of switch because right. you can't just not plug it in okay. <laughs> or you can't like uh, Jimmy this at this point you better call an electrician and right, have him right, do right. it are the, are the newer ones like that 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 don't require the neutral are those significantly more expensive I don't know I've never looked because so Cause far everything in my house has had a neutral I mean your house it, has is fancy with all the neutral wires yeah <laughs> everything built since like 19 probably 90 has it my house was built in 1991 Okay. Yeah. So it has those, but if your house is older than that, it might not. Yeah, depends I, I on had what a house at one point that only had two prong outlets oh, yeah. throughout the entire thing. So had no ground, Ooh. and and the um the, the cable company would not install cable <laughs> oh, yeah. unless I had a grounded yeah. outlet. Oh yeah. And so, um, you know, I had to, you know, I was like, well, what if I just, I mean, because you can just jumper that thing, right? <laughs> it's possible. But they yeah. were, they, yeah, they're not, when your not house a good burns idea. down, your insurance won't pay for it. Exactly. Um, so anyway, all of that to be said, it, it does matter the way you do this. Absolutely. You have to customize all of it to your situation, what you're comfortable doing and the situation inside your house and the other devices you want to connect to it. So how do I do that? How do I, I mean, you're, I mean, this is, well, that's why you'd want to do it piecemeal. You okay. don't want to go out and buy a thousand things based on my recommendation. And then none of it works in your house. Okay. You want to buy one thing. Like the first thing I did was buy one Z wave switch and then see, well, can I figure that out and make it work? I mean, okay. I'd replaced switches before that went out, but this was different because of the neutral. Most normal switches like the little thin ones don't ever use a neutral. Hmm. So why Z wave? We okay. haven't talked about sure. Z wave. So when you see a lot of the devices on the, uh, when you see advertisements for them, they always talk about how easy it is to get started. And so they all support Wi-Fi. Yay, woohoo. We all have Wi-Fi in our house, right? Yeah. That's great. The problem is Wi-Fi is a very um, heavy-duty protocol that's really meant for large amounts of data, like streaming Netflix or using your web browsing or whatever. And your router is really designed to have tons and tons and tons of devices on them. You're really not supposed to have more than usually like 50 devices on your router, depending on which one you buy and how much it supports. So if you keep buying all these little IoT devices that all have to be on the Wi-Fi, you overwhelm your Wi-Fi network, you slow down your browsing and everything else. Plus, you're kind of exposing yourself to those things being really chatty with the Internet mm. and talking and sharing data with Alibaba that maybe you didn't want to share. <laughs> and all of a sudden, your data is going up and yep. up and up and up. Oh, yeah, because they're using your Internet. Yeah. So. I don't know, 10 or 15 years ago, there were kind of two competing protocols for low power 
low data transmission um, home automation stuff. One was called Z-Wave and one is called Zigbee. And there's nothing wrong with either protocol. Both work really well. There's a lot of support for both styles. I personally decided to standardize on Z-Wave just because the standards body for it is a little stricter. So I had a higher confidence that the devices would always work. So yes, that means there's probably fewer devices than Zigbee supports, but it's more than if just if it was some random individual vendor. Okay. And so what you have to do is you have to have what's called a Z-Wave antenna that can send and receive this, just like your router does. Your router sends out the Wi-Fi signal. You need something that can send out that Z-Wave signal. And so um, there's, you can buy them online. It's like $20. There's a little USB stick that you stick in your computer that does this. Hmm. And so each of the individual devices knows how to talk Z-Wave. And so they will send and receive signals based on that Z-Wave protocol. And then Home Assistant can pick up those signals based on the antenna you got and then tell it what to do. So okay. j- just real quick to clarify, you don't have to have a Raspberry Pi in order to operate Z-Wave. You could no. plug it into a regular computer. Absolutely. Okay. Definitely. But the problem is you probably don't keep your computer on all the right. time. Like I've got a big PC at home that burns electricity like there's no tomorrow. It's got fans and all kinds of stuff. Okay? Right. I don't keep that thing on except when I use it. It's just more cost efficient to have a Pi, Raspberry Pi, because it's low power. Well, you want a server that's running all the time. Right. I don't want to have to remember, oh yeah, I got to turn my computer on so that my automations will run. <laughs> that, yeah. that would defeat the whole person. I'm not inside yet. Uh, However, speaking of that, that was the other automation I did that made my wife really happy. So my PC is upstairs and it's got a lot of power to it so she can do her photography. It's crystalbeanphotography.com. There you go. (laughs) For all your newborn and maternity photography needs. Okay. So she does her photo editing on my computer because it's got a lot of power because I play games on it and stuff. But um, when she wants to like share these pictures on Instagram, the photos are stored on my computer. Well, there's no way to get to them from her phone or her MacBook that she can walk around the house with. So the computer has to be on to make that possible because you uh, share a file system. You share the file system across your whole network then all the devices can see it. But the PC has to be on for that to happen. Okay. Mm-hmm. So she was having to trudge upstairs and push the button to turn the computer on. And then my two-year-old daughter would think it'd be really funny to push the button on the computer where the light is flashing. <laughs> ah, <laughs> shut yeah. it all down. Yeah. Uh, in addition... It was on because my daughter touched it or something and my wife would be downstairs and we want to go to bed. Well, we got to turn that computer off. So we got to walk back up there and turn it off. Well, okay. It sounds like I'm really lazy because I don't want to climb the stairs. <laughs> All my automations are around getting away from the stupid staircase. But anyway, so I set up um, home assistance so that it will send a signal to turn my PC on or turn it off. Okay. And so if my stairs kitchen and she's got 10 minutes to upload to Instagram, she can turn the PC on, upload her photos, and that's it. Wow. And then the kids start screaming and she doesn't have time to work on it anymore. And then when we go to bed, we can push one button, turns all the lights in the house off, the PC off, locks the doors. And that's it. Wow. That's pretty amazing. So, uh, again, I, 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 it sounds like everything you're talking about is fantastic. <laughs> I would love to be able to do that. And so you have started a process to help us figure out how to do this. <laughs> Definitely. So I've started a blog, DIY-SmartHome.com. And so there I'm going to kind of chronicle all the things I've done, the decisions I've made, why I made those decisions, and all the code required to actually make it work. So theoretically, you can just copy-paste from mine, and you'd be able to do the exact same things I've got. Oh, perfect. Theoretically. Now, again, with all caveats, I can't, I'm not going to support anything <laughs> you do. <laughs> yeah. And it has to be customized to your house. If you buy something different from me, I can't promise it'll work. Sure. Theoretically, 
it ought to. Yeah, okay. and you, I, we, we were just looking at it before we started the show, and you even list some of the products that you Absolutely. use. Definitely. I've got links to Amazon for everything I bought because I bought all my stuff from them. Yeah. So you can buy everything I bought. There's nothing secret. Yeah, so you can get it in two days. So it, it, the, the trick is just figuring out what you want to buy, figuring out what you want to do with it, and then linking it up. Yeah. So what would be like a good, like jumping off spot? Would it be talking about like a light switch or like a, an outlet or Absolutely. something like that? Those are really easy. Assuming you are comfortable turning the breaker off and unscrewing the wires and plug, figuring out which one's the load and the line and then the neutral and right. Not unscrewing the wires from the breaker, but unscrewing the yes, wire in the outlet, right? So okay. In the outlet box. <laughs> yeah. 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 In your one gang or your two gang box. Okay. Take the old ones out and put new ones in like and, the Z wave ones are almost always the big paddle ones. And I have the old thin switches. Mm-hmm. So slowly I'm replacing those as I go along. And, and honestly, that's as on, on some level, we don't want to get too simplistic. We don't, we don't want to be responsible for you doing necessarily anything at home. However, no, absolutely. Call um, an electrician. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say that a million times. Don't, I am right. not liable for any of However, this. Call an electrician. It's almost <laughs> as easy as looking at the switch that you're taking out and repeating that. That is exactly with the right. switch absolutely. that you're putting in. Definitely. Definitely. So unscrew this and screw it in the other one. Right. Definitely. So, so you will find if you do those little thin switches, they usually don't have the neutral or the ground attached. Hmm. Okay. They have the load and the line, the two black wires plugged directly into it and they don't have anything else. So you'll find a pigtail with the white neutral and the copper ground. So it's pretty easy. Assuming that your electrician did a good job and sure did yeah. it that way when the house was built. And, well, and, and there, there's already some ecosystems that support Z-Wave, right? Absolutely. So you totally can do Z-Wave with other things like ADT, for instance. They're trying to push their home automation stuff and they support Z-Wave. Okay. So if you buy most Z-Wave products, you can hook it into your ADT system and it'll okay. work. ADT, that's like a uh, alarm security. system. Yeah, right, but, security. They, but since they're already in your home, they're kind of expanding their market okay. and trying to get in and get you to use them as the hub for all your stuff. It sounds okay. like a mafia. And we'll, then, of we'll course, protect you. they can <laughs> you know, upsell you on stuff. What they do is they send their installer to your house. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I can put your alarm in and, hey, I can update your lights and I can do lock and all that stuff. Huh. Interesting. That's not, it's not a bad idea on their part. I mean, no, it's why not. not? The yeah. problem though is they've locked it down. So even though it supports Z-Wave, you, I have not been able to figure out how to automate it uh, from Duff. Uh, so even though it supports Z-Wave, they have locked it down to where like I own. cannot issue a command to arm my security or disarm my security yet. So they have like their own proprietary stuff. They've done something to it to lock it down and yeah. no one's been able, no one has posted a way to reverse engineer it yet. <laughs> Challenge accepted. <laughs> there okay, is, internet. <laughs> there is a device that theoretically you can hardwire into your alarm box uh-huh. that will do it and it's all low power so you won't kill yourself if you try to plug it in. I don't know if that voids your warranty with ADT. <laughs> I'm sure it does. And, Most things do. Um, yeah. So I haven't gone that far yet. I'm thinking about it. I'm looking into it, but I haven't got that far yet. Oh, don't tell man. ADT. <laughs> I, I want to keep my contract with them for a little bit longer. <laughs> well, I do think that the, the thing, the thing that makes me feel a little bit better is that um, while this sounds very complicated, oh, yeah. I realize that it's not um, because you're you're telling me how easy it is to do. That being said, um, I I really appreciate the fact that you're willing to kind of just put it all out there and say this is exactly what I did. This is exactly sure, how it happened. I, mean, I learned all the stuff from other people on the internet. Yeah. I found random blogs that would cover one little piece of what I wanted to do, and I'd glue that to something else that I already knew how to do. Yeah. The programming community in general is very free with information okay. and try to post as much as possible because that's how programmers learn from each other. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Cool. Well, um, what else have we not covered that you're interested in mentioning? 
I, I'd actually be interested to know in like what what you're excited about that maybe you haven't been able to do yet. I mean, like what, what are you, what, what kind of things would you be interested in automating that maybe you haven't been able to yet? So definitely the alarm system. Cause what I want is when I leave the house, when I drive away and the GPS detects that I have gotten more than 200 feet from my house, I want the door to lock, which it currently does because August supports that. Right. I want all the lights in the house to turn off and I want that ADT security to arm. Okay. So I, that's the only thing I use their app, their proprietary right. app to click stay home or stay away mm. or whatever. So I don't like that. I want to fix that. Um, well, how about this? Is there a, um, cause like one of the things that I know that's really big right now is like ring systems. And what's the yeah. other one, Kevin? There's a, there's another one. Um, so, nest nest. Yeah. 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 So ring I've got, I got that with ADT and it already plugs into home assistant. Oh really? So I can see a live camera feed in the home assistant screen that shows me what's on my ring doorbell. Okay. In addition to, of course, using their app, which does the same thing. Sure. So like, but I haven't got to a smart thermostat yet. Uh huh. I thought Nest would be the right choice, but they've kind of cut off their developer program. They've cut their APIs off, at least temporarily. We don't know if they'll put them back. Right. So I'm kind of leery of investing in their ecosystem for fear they will cut off my access. Mm. So the other choices are Ecobee and the Honeywell Lyric, mm-hmm. which both support Z-Wave and are um, more open. Right. Well, that Ecobee 3 Lite, you can go back to episode number two, I believe it is. Is that what and, that is, uh, episode two? Two or three. It's 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 way, way back there. I bought uh, one. Yeah. <laughs> well, we got two in my house. We love it. Yeah, so I've been looking at them. I just haven't pulled the trigger on any of them yet. Yeah. Well, but that, I know it'd be something we'd like, especially for upstairs, because our kids' bedrooms are above the garage, and the garage isn't insulated. And so their rooms get super hot or super cold all the time. It's so hard to control the temperature in their rooms. Yeah. So if we could see the temperature in their rooms, which I can get a little um, temperature sensor and put in their rooms and then over Z-Wave, it would tell Home Assistant, hey, it's 75 degrees in the kids' rooms. Yeah. And then I could have it turn the AC on. And Ecobee has those options as well. They have their own sensors. Right. Uh, But... um, you know, it's great to think that maybe there's another option. If you don't, if you, right. if you're going with a, a system that doesn't have a sensor, right. you figured out a way Definitely. around it. The other thing is that would give me a chance to actually solder some things together to build a temperature sensor. Oh. I know normal humans would not do such a thing. <laughs> I haven't got to solder since college. So I want to try that again and see if I can actually solder something. And we're and back to Texas job. Tech. <laughs> Computer science is part of the College of Engineering at Texas Tech. Not the College of Art and Sciences. Sorry, <laughs> T-SIPs. I can't write program but i can solder like none other That's i right. tell you what hey soldering's fun <laughs> it's fun well cool well hey listen that there's there's a lot of information here and i feel like there's maybe even just the tip of the iceberg oh yeah in a lot of ways um we, we need yeah, to so again on, yeah, on my blog i've got i'm documenting everything i've got if you go out there now you'll see the getting started guide that gives you six articles that walks you through everything required to set up home assistant and a raspberry pi mm-hmm. it's got links to all the stuff you'd want to buy on amazon to kind of get started if you want to buy the same stuff i did affiliate link warning they are affiliate links so you know i will get a cut if you click on my stuff <laughs> perfect <laughs> why not smart if you don't want to that's okay you can just uh copy search for it, google yeah. and get that i don't care either way awesome yeah Cool. Well, um, man, I, I, Craig, Craig started to say it a minute ago. I, I feel like there's going to be a, an episode here in the future where we're going to bring you back in after you've done some more stuff, sure, definitely. especially after you've blogged a little bit more and, mm-hmm. and put some more out there definitely. Uh, where people can actually learn definitely. a little bit more about this. Because I think one of the one of the most difficult things, one of the things that you're good at is being able to go out and figure out where all of these things are on mm-hmm. the Internet and figure out what's trustworthy, what's not, right. who actually knows what they're doing, who right. doesn't. But 
I feel like for you, mm-hmm. you've done it mm-hmm. and you're putting it out there. It's like right. this one stop shop right. to be able to kind of have an idea of everything right. that's Definitely. working. Yeah. I'm not. So I tell this to people all the time, the old joke that I'm not better at IT than you. I'm just better at Google than you because ah. <laughs> I use yes. Google all day long. So I know what to search for. I tell my wife, she was like, how do you know how to do this on the website? Well, you just Google it. But she didn't even know what to Google. She didn't know even what to do to get started. Well, and if you're not good at Google, just call the Chamber of Commerce. <laughs> and the number is... They'll Google it for you. They'll Google exactly. it for you. Or uh, apparently our or last Ashley episode. loves Learn Googling for people. Googly, as my uh, computer teacher in um, high school called it. Do the Googly. What, what is it? She called it Do the Googly. Do the do Googly. Do the Googly. Yeah. That sounds like a good hashtag right there. Yeah, it also reminds me of the old... Uh, so you remember sad. that commercial... Back in the day, uh, where uh, it was an f- old football commercial, and the guy was responsible for for uh, putting the name out of the on the end zone. Yeah, and instead of Chiefs, he wrote Chefs. <laughs> and he, oh. Great googly moogly. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I'm gonna link that up in the show notes. It also reminds me of my favorite Parks and Rec big. With the, uh, hey, I looked you up on Alta Vista. Alta Vista. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's good stuff. I'm sure that still exists. <laughs> Somebody bought the domain. Somebody, Somebody yeah. did. Well, listen, Probably man, it's, it's been really good, and, and I appreciate you coming on yeah, and uh, giving us all this information. It's sure, really good. It's it's something that I think, um, you know, if if you're interested in just having a little fun, mm-hmm. and honestly, you know, these smart devices have become a fad, but beyond a fad, they, they really do make your life a little bit easier. Um, and it's kind of fun definitely to be honest yeah I like tinkering with it a lot sure absolutely it's kind of like why I like doing home improvement stuff myself yeah I enjoy doing it yeah maybe it's not the absolute best thing that could possibly be done but I get satisfaction out of it yeah Yeah. I like seeing it I like making my wife happy when she says hey can you do this yes yes Yes, I can can. (laughs) I am the best man you know (laughs) yeah that's awesome well listen uh, I think it's time for us to move into our next segment and that is the final four the final four yeah so uh, four questions we ask each each of our guests. And uh, so uh, we know that you're a regular listener. So maybe you've already thought of these well in advance. But uh, here we go. First one. <laughs> What's the must have tool that you won't leave your house without? Definitely a Leatherman. A Ooh. Leatherman. Oh, so you have multiple. Oh, yeah. I've got five or six of them. I just keep one in my truck, one in my car, one in my desk at the office. I've got one on my keychain that the TSA tried to steal a couple of times. <laughs> But I got had to send back. that one back. Yeah, it cost me a lot of money. Stupid uh, me. Uh, um, I keep one in my wife's car, even though she doesn't use it. I use it when I have to drive her car. Okay. I've got a version of almost everything they've sold. Wow. That way I've got them. I've always got them available. I'm never I try not to be without them. Okay. Now, I don't do the thing where you put them on your belt. I'm not okay. willing to go that far. Well, I don't put a cell phone on my belt either, <laughs> but I do have one somewhere near me regularly. Okay. So what, what, it's just so useful. What, what was like the most unique instance where you needed one can you think of it mm-hmm. no i guess i can't think of one just right off the bat i'd have to yeah. think about it he uses them so often it's so often there's so many <laughs> so many options yeah. so many i don't know i can't think of one stories, that's, that's, yeah, i can't think of one that's just been pressing recently that's okay I don't know. never had like stab a squirrel or something no I cleaned a fish with one once. There you oh, go. There, that, there we it had is. Forgotten the, um, I don't know, we had forgotten the fillet knife. And we caught the catfish. We had to clean him. So, Absolutely. You know, Leatherman it was. Take care of him. It Boom. wasn't a 
super clean cut because the blade was kind of dull, but you know, the fish was dead, so he didn't care. That's not Leatherman's fault. They don't have no, feelings anyway. That's totally my fault. I used it to like cut roofing tile or something. I had dulled the crap out of the blade. It was my own stupidity. Oh, that's funny. All right, well, oh, I got to resharpen the blade. It looks terrible. I love it. It's my own fault. I, I love it. All right, well, number two, what's the job you've walked away from? Ooh, Lordy, I got a good one for this one. Okay. All right, so this was over the Christmas vacation. Like this past Christmas? Oh, yeah. Okay. Definitely. Yeah. So um, my house built in 1991, so all the stuff in it is from 1991, including the toilets. Mm. Now, I have replaced a lot of toilets in my life because my dad owned rent houses in Lubbock and my dad was a do it yourselfer. And so we have replaced 20 toilets over time. It is trivial mm. or it should be sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I take the toilet. I'm sick and tired of the toilet upstairs. It won't flush right. I've replaced the hardware in it like five times. Yeah. It, the toilet is just screwed up. It, I don't know what to do with it. I can't deal with it anymore. So I'm getting rid of that thing. So I take the old toilet off and I take it downstairs and I get rid of it. But I look at the flange bolt and the flange is what attaches the toilet to the flooring. Right. And there's those two big bolts that stick out of the flange called the flange bolts. Yeah. The flange itself is made out of cast iron and it was so rusted that the flange bolts just kind of flopped over. Uh They had just, the groove was gone. Okay. It just completely rusted to pieces. I'm not even going to try to replace the flange <laughs> bolt in the upstairs bathroom. There is no way I would do a good job of it and it would leak and it would destroy the home. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. So I call a plumber. He comes out there and he's like, oh my gosh. So he looks at it and he, he's just trying to figure out what to do with the thing. It's always fun when a plumber says that. Oh, right. he knew what to do. He was just like, oh, this isn't going to be easy. Uh. <laughs> so he had to cut pieces of the flooring out and he had to jackhammer the thing to pieces to break it up. Oh, oh. He, dam- he said, I'm probably going to damage the PVC pipe that it connects to just because there's no way to get the thing off. It's glued on. Like, mm. All right, fine, whatever. So of course he did. Okay, that doesn't hurt my feelings. I mean, you have to fix it. So he fixes that thing. But the problem is to get to it, he had to cut a hole in the downstairs ceiling. Oh, my a huge goodness. hole, big enough for a man to get in so he could reach up there <laughs> and replace the thing. Or he could or his buddy could, and then he'd be upstairs fixing the other one. So he finally gets all that fixed. It takes hours. And then he says, you got to go to the store and get some uh, quick set cement and put around the thing to kind of anchor it and secure it after okay. I leave. All right. So I go to that. Then I'm finally ready. I can finally replace the toilet. <laughs> We're ready to go. Yeah. I get the toilet out of the box. It's cracked. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Some fool at Lowe's over Black Friday when I bought the toilet because I was trying to get a deal. You know, stupid sure. me. Cracked the stupid toilet when it fell off the truck. Yeah. So I just take it back. Well, of course, Lowe's doesn't sell that toilet anymore. No. They sold all of them at Black Friday. So I take it back. I get my money back. They don't sell anymore. So I have to go to Home Depot to get it. I go over there. They don't have the toilet. I Or they have the toilet I want. But um, no, no, no. I'm sorry. I forgot a step. I forgot a whole step. So the toilet I originally bought from Lowe's had these smooth sides on it so that my kids wouldn't try to screw around with the bolts. Okay. Because that's really gross and nasty and but they're kids. They don't know what they're doing. <laughs> they're five years old. They don't know yeah. any better. It wouldn't fit. The water pipe that comes out of my house was right in line, that smooth side. So the toilet I bought wouldn't fit. So I take that back to Lowe's. Then I get one from Home Depot. It's cracked. Finally get a third toilet. <laughs> Finally, I get that one. I get it home. I get it installed. Everything's great. But then I have this ginormous hole in the drywall. Uh, and I said, there's not a chance. Right. It, there's no way I can fix a ceiling and make it look good. Yeah. It's never going to happen. So I pay a guy to do that. Yeah. So I walked away from fixing the flange. Bo- 
Yeah. <laughs> Not going to happen. And I walked away from fixing the drywall because there's no way I'd do a good oh, job yeah. at it. It was a so you walked epic away disaster. Twice. Oh, yeah. Total disaster. <laughs> Cost me a fortune. But both the contractors did a great job. It's not their fault. Yeah, that's yeah. just what happens. Home improvement sometimes they just, sure they goes into a honey hole. <laughs> so far, so far, you win number two. <laughs> and it's funny that that is about a toilet. That's even funnier. Again, a toilet you should be able to do in thirty minutes. It is trivial, except when it's not. Except yeah. when it's not. All right, number it three all goes to crap. That's right. <laughs> yes. No pun intended. No, well, every pun intended. <laughs> number three. How do you wind down at the end of a long day? Definitely the first part is I come home and my wife's got a just fantastic gourmet meal ready. She never fails at it in seven years. Every meal has just been fantastic. She's never failed. Mm. Really just great stuff. I am super lucky to have her. Yeah. Then after that, and I get the kids down, you know, sometimes I'll play a video game on the computer or on the Xbox or sometimes I'll just sit with her and watch TV. Okay. Not too exciting. No, hey, you know what? Not too exciting can be absolutely fantastic. So yeah. that's not going to wind down in a shark tank. No, <laughs> no, it's it's actually that is one of our favorite shows. We do an, ex- an exciting wind down is like an oxymoron, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right. OK, last question. What's one of the best pieces of wisdom or advice you've ever received? So this one was from a book. Um, it was Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People. Mm. It's like in the 30s, and it's just got so much great advice and funny stories. Really liked it a lot. But one of his things was, a man's name is the sweetest sound in the world to him. So if you remember a man's name, you'll be friends with him forever. Okay. But if you forget it, it's to your own peril. Okay. And so I've really tried to make a concerted effort to always remember people's names. Someone mm. I get introduced to someone, I've, I say their name in my head like... 50 times, wow. which means I'm kind of tuning them out a little bit, which is not <laughs> ideal, but you know, but I make sure and bring their name up in conversation over and over again so that I don't forget it. Okay. Okay. And of course, everyone likes to hear the sound of their own name. Sure. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I think that that's been very effective and has helped me kind of maintain friendships and get along well with people. Yeah. Well, huh. those first few words that you say to the other person you've just met, they don't matter anyway. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, hey, what's up? Kevin's real big into first impressions. <laughs> What's up with you? Not much. And by that time, you've said it 50 times. Yep. Yeah, it's good. Hmm. I actually, uh, I did a, I did a thing one time where I was um, telling people um, that I was working with, I was, I was giving them um, information on, on what their names meant. Okay. And be, because everybody, you're right. Everybody loves the fact that their name, like, don't mess up my name. Definitely. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Especially like if you have some like bizarre, weird spelling of your name, you're like, no, my name's spelled with four L's in it. <laughs> Even common names people screw up. People spell my name with an O all the time. And I'm like, what? There's not one Jordan on earth Jordan. that I know of. I'm sure there probably are some. There's probably some listeners yeah. that have that, but I've never met one. Yeah. But every freaking email I get at work, somebody misspells my name. And I'm That's like, funny. are you insane? It's in Outlook. It's at the top. It's right there. You you couldn't have taken five seconds to make sure the name was spelled right. And this I is do my that. point. I absolutely do that. I will go and check people's names three or four times yeah. before I send an email just to make sure I didn't misspell someone's and name. And it is important. That's that's the point. Like your name is important. Yeah. And so absolutely. my favorite one was was that I had someone whose name was Tyler. And so I was going through. I was like, man, the name Tyler. It's really special because the name Tyler means 
one who lays tile and that is the actual meaning so if your name is tyler now you know you're a professional one who lays tile i thought that was like the best meaning of a name i've ever come across in go. my entire life so Very anyway good. Like well awesome. uh thanks for thanks for joining us Definitely. and uh, i think it's probably about time for us to wind down craig you got anything else uh, yeah, if you haven't yet, go ahead and hit the subscribe button there in iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, whatever it is you're using. YouTube, when Kevin gets a new computer. <laughs> Eventually. <laughs> and all of our woes are over with the video. We're still capturing video. We just hadn't yeah. been able to put it out yet. Exactly. So it's coming. You'll see our ugly mug soon enough. <laughs> yeah, we really ugly. Jordan's glorious oh chin. But, uh, but yeah, if you haven't yet, go ahead and hit the subscribe button. Uh, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all the places where you can find us. And we just really appreciate you guys listening to the homeowner show. You can always find us on homeowners. What is it? What is homeowner it? Homeownershow.org.com.org.org. Homeownershow.com. Yeah, that's right. And at info at homeownershow.com. There you go. You can reach us there. Send us a, send us a little love note. That's right. We'd love to hear from you and leave a review for the show. We've been, uh, we've been getting some of those coming through now. So we're happy to hear from you guys. If you have any suggestions for the show, we want to want to hear from you guys as well. We've been getting some of those coming in and we had some really great ideas that we're going to run down for you guys. So anything else, Kev, man, I think that's it. Just thanks. Uh, thanks for downloading our episode and we're available every Tuesday. Uh, so until next time, we'll see you later. See you. All right. Thanks y'all.